The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hello, guys. Good morning. Today is December 29th, Friday, December 29th. I'm taking over today's show because Mr. Derek Eagleton just had too much fun last night. He is here today, though. Enjoy your Joining birthday? Us. I did enjoy my birthday. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Good but you're I, feeling okay today? Yeah, you I, texted, look okay. I texted Amber last night. was like, uh, you think you can manage hosting the show tomorrow? Because I might not be in the best state of frame, state of mind. A few too many Tito's and soda or water. Water. I, I like, hydrate as I drink. So I, I feel like that water. text happened like as the guy standing there. Like, do you want another, sir? And you're like, hold on. Can you <laughs> no, actually. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me, as, as me and Sinise were about to leave, we were like, Uber. I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, let me make a text. So mm. I was like, yeah, it's probably a good time to go ahead and let somebody know. Well, we're just glad that you made it yeah. out alive and it was you're fun. here present we're today. glad that you are responsible too i am responsible all the time well oh, amber made it clear too she was like you know uber you guys made no she said make sure no drinking and driving i was like yeah we're going uber we're doing it uber everywhere <laughs> uber everywhere okay well i wanted to start off with talking about some of the guys in on the injury report one of them standing out that we spoke about yesterday a lot was des Bryant. so now he shows up on there with a knee injury Hmm. Desmond Demond. Hmm. That wasn't tendinitis, was it? Interesting. By chance? How that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so is this the first time he's been on the injury report this yeah. year? No, 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 no. Okay. No, I think that needs to be cleared up a little bit too. Like he has been on the injury report okay. you know, for three weeks, right? With Ish. Me. Yeah. So it, it's not the worst thing that he said that 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 comment. I mean, he probably shouldn't have. He said was just it. always full, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he was, he no, was limited no, for a little while back missing, around. He's missed some time. Late October, early November, he had. So, a but knee. it was nothing serious. Well, yeah, I mean, he didn't miss any games. About, yeah, you know. yeah. It, it's probably justified, and he's and he's right. It just it was just poor timing to say it. Then it's just not a good time to say. Well, I've had knee injuries. Nobody wants to hear all that, you know. Not in not on December twenty seventh. No, twenty eighth. I mean. I saw a guy that broke his hand in the middle of a game as a wide receiver, and he dropped five passes, and he was crucified for dropping five passes. Tio, mm-hmm. he broke his hand. No one cares. I mean, whatever. Hey, catch the ball. So, I mean, yeah, your knee hurt. Whatever. I, I get it. You're not as explosive as you were, but you still the ball's still hitting you in the face, still hitting you in the hands. I mean, you know, it, 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 the whole thing has been off a little bit. For him a lot of it actually are you guys feeling that this is any indication that he might sit out on sunday well i was about to say i mean this isn't a coincidence right this feels very strongly like a message to me by whom yeah well and for whom who for what f- by jason garrett for des bryant i mean that i mean to not be on the report at all, to practice fully on wednesday to say wednesday afternoon yeah i've had a knee issue all year and then to sit down for practice with a knee just the next day, it, it doesn't feel like a coincidence, does yeah, it? No, no, you're right about that. It does. But, I mean, it doesn't feel like a coincidence. I don't know if I necessarily buy that it's Jason sending that message, or could it be the opposite? Could it be, could it be Des that's like, I, I can't go. I'm, I need to rest it. It could. It could be. Although, I mean, he, he said... He also said Wednesday, he said, I consider myself a warrior, and if I can move and I can walk, then I'm going to be out there. So that kind of clashes with his own can't move, statement. can't walk, I, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know for sure, and I'm sure Jason Garrett will be asked about it today, but uh, that it, the, the timing is interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that would qualify as a benching or what, but to, to have him not have, be at practice the day after talking about it. Certainly this. he didn't say anything that would get him benched, though, right? I I I don't know. I like I like Nick said. I mean, you've been battling this problem for the whole season, but 
Does anybody want to hear that right now? Like if you've been going through these games and then say, oh, yeah, yeah by the way, I've been hurt. I mean, I can see that rubbing people. But I'm just saying way. he implied some things like we talked about yesterday. Yeah, he did but he did, he did not really come out and say anything. I don't think that was all that controversial. I think it it kind of came off maybe a little bit as excuse making. But yeah. I don't think I don't think he said anything. I didn't read it as anything that I was like, oh, wow, coach is going to have a problem with that. I didn't. But maybe you guys did. I didn't think so at the time, but again, for the third time, it's really interesting timing that third time. 23 <laughs> hours after he said that, yeah. he wasn't on the practice field after being full the day before that. Like he wasn't even on the report. Yeah. And then they add him to the report and he doesn't practice at all. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I mean, we'll me. see what happens today. Well, it also it, it might just be them protecting themselves too, you know, from We did that for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point too. I mean, you know, because you get guys, you know, the way it is now, if you you don't report guys on the injury report and, you know, and the guy says he's hurt, he says it on Wednesday, well, then maybe he's hurt. Let's hold him out then. If he's going to tell the world that he's hurt, then let's sit him out. Yeah. I'm I, think, I, I think it is a true message. I'm interested to see what he does. I mean, like I said, he practiced fully Wednesday, so I would assume he's in a good spot where he could play in this game. But we'll see what he does today. And I don't like, is he going to play? Very interesting. It's and yeah, always there's always got to like there's always got to be something to keep the intrigue going. Like they're not going to make the playoffs, but now we're doing this whole dance with Dez okay. right now. I'm gonna, and I would assume that's an important. No, you're not game hosting, Derek. You can't. Do that. <laughs> no, no. I was going to ask this question. If we're going to go down the path of maybe this, I don't want to call it a conspiracy theory, but if we're going to go down the but path of yeah, I did. Um, but if we're going to go down that path, could this possibly be a situation where the Cowboys are deciding let's sit him because we're going to have contract cons- conversations with him and we don't need him hurt? I mean, could that be part of it? I I don't. What does being hurt really? What does that really matter? If if he let's say this is what Dave was saying yesterday. The reason why you don't play your best players in a game like this is because they get injured, and the kind of injury that you could get could be an injury that holds a guy out sure. all during the offseason and into training camp and maybe even next season. Do you con- Are you concerned about that for players? Let's say, and let's not even just say Dez. Let's say this is a player that actually has a contract that's coming up and, or a guy that, that you're going to have to make a decision on. Maybe Hitchens. it's in the last year. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you maybe, does that affect your decision-making on whether you let that guy play or not because you don't want him hurt in a situation where you're trying to negotiate a contract. He hasn't uh, shown enough this season, at least. He hasn't done anything to make me want to say, okay, Liz, we know what he's all about. I feel like this game, he should go out there and try to give it all he got and try to, you know, change some people's mind, even though it's just you're big one on, game. You're big on, like, rewards. Yeah. Like, like yeah. You don't Reward good this. behavior. You don't deserve a day off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... I yeah. like it. But, I like okay. it. Uh, I I think I know where Dave's going with this. So when you were when he was talking about like a Hitchens, a guy getting hurt, or, or would you play him? Like that only hurts the player. It doesn't hurt the Cowboys. It helps their negotiating position, maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if let's say Des were to get hurt in this game or whatever, and yeah, then that's and, a good point. And then, and then you get into it. It's like, well, okay. Do you want to take a pay cut? You know, as you're not you're not practicing right now, you're going to rehab for a while. Like, no, I'm not taking a pay cut. Well, okay, well, we're probably going to release you then. And now, now you got to go with crutches to go visit these other teams, and that might hurt his you know negotiations as well. It can hurt the Cowboys too. I'm th- number ninety. He's out there. He's coming up on a contract negotiation. You probably want to franchise him. If he gets himself hurt. What are you going to do there? And then now you're talking about. You don't have your best pass rusher for next season. That's a good point. Because if you're talking about a franchise tag, now you're doing a franchise tag, and maybe you got a franchise tag on a guy that may not be able to play at the you, beginning. So of the you're season. like, well, we're going to spend a tr- franchise tag on a guy that's going to be rehabbing all year, or are we going to sign him to a long-term deal knowing he'll be hurt for the beginning of it? And yeah. as good as he's looked this year, like he could still probably get a nice deal even with teams knowing that he'll be out for yeah. 2018. But that's just my point. It complicates things. Yeah. And so exactly. when you start thinking about it from that standpoint, yesterday I was completely against what you were saying. Today, in that context, thought about it. I would actually think a little bit more. And that doesn't mean I changed the concept, but I'd maybe think about a little bit more if there were guys that I'm kind of thinking about contract situations for the offseason maybe. Again, these guys are assets. Yeah. Their job their job is to play football, but their job is to help you be good at football. 
They can't really do that on Sunday, but they can do it next year. Yeah, that's my whole point. Yeah, I, I, but also, do you feel like Jace, uh, that Jerry Jones has gone up to Jason Garrett and said, "You are coming back, Coach. Don't worry about any of this stuff. You're coming back." He said it in the media, okay, right? Okay, but do you think he's pulled him into his office and said that? If you just had to guess, I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. I, okay, I don't know their relationship. I'm just saying, but if you're Jason Garrett, like and. and you need to win this game. I mean, you you, you need to win it. So no, that's you, a good point. You, 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 yeah, I think so. Do you, you you think that this game can make can ultimately make a decision as to whether he's here next year or not? I think it, it helps to, to to win on a you know to end the season on a winning note. I think that you know he doesn't probably know 100 percent he's coming back, so he's going to play these guys. They're going to go and win. And what what have we heard about Jason Garrett from a numbers standpoint? But everyone always puts a label on him. Eight and eight. I'm telling you what, I'll be damned if I go eight and eight this year. I'm going to win this damn game. We're going to win. We're going to beat the Eagles. We're going to have a winning record. We're going to go nine and seven. They might win the Super Bowl, but we beat them. And I would go play this game. And that, for any other reason, I'm like, our guys are going to finish strong and we're going to play. Well, that's that's the point I was making yesterday that that's just his mantra. That's always been his mantra True. is every day we show up and no matter what, until they tell us to stop playing, we're going to keep oh, playing, right? So, I mean, yeah, that's his that's his thing, and I wouldn't expect anything less from him. Everybody gets it. Everyone, I understand his point. He yeah. understands our point. And when the guy gets carted off the field, he, he Dave's going to be like, "That's why you don't play the game." I know he's going to have that same little smirk on his face, not, half no, smile. I would, I would not smirk about something. Not smirk, hurt. but I mean, I told just kind of like I told you guys, it's going to happen. What I, I was telling Nate about daring my fatting. Trying to catch a cell phone, you, you can get hurt any way. That's like, true. You can get hurt outside That's, of football. I hate true. that argument so much because, like, true. yeah, you can get hurt crossing the street. You can get hurt doing anything. You paintball. No, you can get hurt in week yeah. one. Like, but but you're in control of, of of a finite amount of things. So take control of one of the few things that you're in control of. You can only control I get your what you point, can. You can only It'd be so fun if you, you just control. don't play them, and then as they're walking out to the field in their sweats, they slip and fall and break something. I mean, hey, like, like, this thing is Terrence Williams. <laughs> this thing is tripping on his own. Right. That's life. This you know? thing is scary because in Seattle last year, like he was adamant about not playing Tony Romo yeah, against Seattle. I remember that. Oh yeah. And okay. Goes well, down. Okay. let's um let's quickly talk about Orlando Kendrick, who has been out for a while with the back injuries. <laughs> now back to limited. Kind of sounds spaces. like he's just out. Yeah. So like, there was a lot of Yesterday we talked news. to the media, and it was kind of interesting. A lot of um, implications <laughs> of him possibly not being here next year. Wait, Des talked yesterday. What did he say? Oh, he said a bunch of stuff. He said, you know, oh, take a beer. pick of Let me bring oh, some Hold on, hold on. Y'all, come over here today. Hold oh, my, my beer. Hold oh, my beer. <laughs> it, ironic, like, not to put in-house business out in public, but, like, it was a hell of an afternoon for our CMS to go down because there's, like, all kinds of stuff coming out of that. Greatness room. coming out of that locker room, yeah. So It, it seemed, though, I, I saw so many reports, like, it seemed like it was almost a foregone conclusion he's not here next year. Or at least that's the way the story seemed to be written in so many different publications, like he's not coming back. Well, remember at the beginning of this year during free agency, kind of there was a talk about that whole thing of and him very being very offended and having yeah. to talk with. I think it was Jerry, like, and Jerry had to come out and be like, "No, you're gonna be here." Blah blah. Do you guys expect this for or for this to actually happen this year? Well, you know, his contract is is really favorable to the Cowboys, and so. I, and I haven't, I've, I haven't been one that's, that's really been gung ho about the corners that are playing right now. I, I think that they're, they're, they're young, they're, they're scrapping, they're, they're, they're doing the best they can. But you know, they've given up some, some plays as well. I mean, and so I don't think that they, they're ready. I mean, Skandrick should be out there. I know he's hurt, but I'm just saying, Skandrick is the, is still the best cornerback I think that they have. I believe that. You know, I don't. It's close. I don't think I'm as down on these young cornerbacks as you are. I think Me neither. I think they've yeah. given up. They've given up some plays, but yeah, that's that's what corner cornerbacks are not going to be perfect. These are not. This is I, not Dion. None of them are Dion. I I know. And I so know. I I look at it and say I actually feel pretty good about where they are right now about the I'm cornerback say, position. I'm not saying even I don't, without Scandrick. I'm not saying I don't feel okay. good, but I, I think looking forward, I think you've got a couple of guys that. That you know, you you had to. They didn't make the playoffs either way, so you got to learn. These guys got to play on the run, 
and and learn and and you know they've get, given up some some game winning touchdowns. They've given up some plays, but they keep fighting. I think Jordan Lewis is. I think Jordan Lewis is probably the the most talented guy back. You do? There. Yes. I actually think Cheeto's a guy I like the most out of them. I would, I would move him to safety, but <laughs> personally, well, I, I like I, I, I break the tie, Dave. Oh, I like Cheeto at corner, and I th- I think he's the most physically gifted. But I think Jordan, Jordan Scrappy, Jordan's like, got that like yeah. it thing yeah. that you need to have to play corner. I'm not saying Cheeto doesn't, but I've seen it more from Jordan. Yeah. Um, but I mean Cheeto. He's he's freakishly athletic. I mean, and he's got I, he's got good size. I I like him at corner. If we if if safety is that big of a deal, which I think it is, I would draft a guy. But anyway, I and, I kind of think you could flip the Byron Jones and and Cheeto and do it in the offseason. I don't want to see Byron at corner. Well, where do you want to see him? <laughs> I want to see big him question. play with one the, more year with the Bears. <laughs> one and then what? One more year as like a dime nickel hybrid guy and let him be. And then that, it, and it, then. I agree. Well, or you know, or or it, depending on what his market is, maybe you bring him back like you did Mo on a on a very agreeable. But deal. that's that's, that's the that's, point. Like right now, he hasn't done anything, in no. my opinion, to earn the starting job. He hasn't done anything, in my opinion, to earn a ne- a new contract, a next Agreed. contract. So Agreed. he's got another year. Let's see what happens, and Pete, and if then he, if if it if he has a great year, then maybe you reevaluate it. I just don't think I've seen anything yet that suggests that either at corner or when he's played at corner, when he's played at safety. To me, he's been just a guy. So that far. combine was the greatest thing that ever happened to him because if he doesn't go to the combine, he's probably a third round pick. He just just because he's a you know UConn and don't know really where to play him, but he's a pretty good athlete and all that. And then and then it would everything would work. Then he could be a special teams type guy, nickel guy, go around flipping around doing that great play, play a little bit at safety, everything. not be a starter, just kind of yeah. you know nobody but, nobody would care that this yeah. is his role on the team if point. he wasn't a first round yeah it's like jj yeah. wilcox type stuff but mm-hmm. it probably would be better if byron jones was doing what he's doing as pick number 80 which i think jj was he you would feel be great a, about he it. would be a fan favorite there's yeah. no doubt yeah okay yeah. guys let's go ahead and take our first break when we come back we're gonna discuss possible roster moves or guys that may go into the injury reserve list yes we'll be back It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. Back to the break. Okay, guys, we are back on the break. I'm taking over Derek's job for today, but we're going to get into... What was that face? <laughs> Nothing. I didn't do anything. Last show, last <laughs> last show, show of season. the year. Yeah. You just checked out no. i didn't check out i'm here texas gets that big win against big bad mizzou and you're just sporting the longhorn everywhere you go now i sported it last week before the game you're okay that remember. your head coach just mocking other players i love it 
Because wow. do you know the backstory of it? Right? Not really. Well, the fact that he did it earlier in the game. No, There's the fact that the fact that Missouri started all this the day before. Okay. At the den luncheon, oh, whatever it was, know all that. doing the horns down and talking about how when they score they're gonna do the horns down and all this. And before the game, they're taking pictures doing horns down. And all right, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, but if you can hand it out, then you got to be able to take it back. I agree. Nobody loves trash talk more than I do. But like, leave it for the players. Let the <laughs> look, players do it. It's it's not a great look for the coach to do Head it. Coach, all I all I can say though is forty five year old you, man who makes out, like eight million dollars a year. When you give it out, you got to be. I hundred percent. And trash know? talk is the best. But like, yeah. leave it to the twenty something year old so. kid. And, Probably and, so. and then just laugh when they do it. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. Give yeah. them a high five. High a little five, pat on the butt. Yeah. Or something. Is there going to be any discipline for those guys? No. He like. No, sir. He wants. Wandered around the sideline for like ten minutes. He, looking he was, for guys he was to yeah, do it too. He was, it was, he it was. was a little much. But uh, you know, sometimes coaches do crazy things in college because they're trying to win over win over their team. That's right? a good. That's a good win. So no, it was a good win. They they played pretty well. I was impressed. Hell let's of a See punter. if we can carry it over. Okay, we won't have him next year. I know. But let's start sorry. off with guys that may be placed on IR. Who do, are you guys expecting? Well, Skandrick, we talked about Skandrick. Skandrick. I think he is going to go. It sounds like Skandrick's heading to IR. It sounds like Tyron Smith is heading to IR, no. which we could have told you these things. Well, <laughs> we could have told you these things on Monday, uh, but for it's all it's got to be like an end of the week state secret for some reason. Other than that, any specific guys that you would be wanting to see? Go to IR. Dave wants the whole starting lineup. Yes, I do. You're <laughs> <laughs> just put them all on Sean, IR. Sean, Sean, you're out of here. You need that to go to IR. Des. Um, I think it's just those two. I know. I mean, I'm, they're not going to put a ton of guys on IR because that. I mean, that's more guys you have to pay. I mean, yeah. You, you, now you're starting to pay a yeah. roster of fifty because you got to bring somebody up. And right? so, yeah. so Lance, they are bringing up Lance Lenore and Kadeem Edwards. Sounds like the guys that are getting elevated. They've been here since camp. Both of them. Hey. Like third preseason game, third preseason game. I was like, "Hey, Dave, do you do you expect the final game of the season? Lance Lenore is going to be playing in the game against the Eagles." I think we spent all of preseason waiting for the email that Lance Lenore had been cut because he couldn't hold on to any punts. Like mm-hmm. he was, they kept putting him out there to return punts. But he did he, have a nice touchdown against. That's true, Oakland. That's I true. Think? He did have a deep. Th- he had a big. Pass. He had a long bomb from, from Cooper the Goat Rush. Yeah. Are you guys feeling Cooper like Dan the Bailey? Goat Rush? You know, we didn't talk That's about him good, at all. Good, good I mean, I'm not saying day. obviously I'm he's going to play, but how are you guys feeling with his? condition right now this is interesting because you know if you follow the nfl you know that this happens with kickers they have these moments when for whatever reason sometimes it's just inexplicable they just go through these periods where they start missing even really good kickers right a lot of times it starts just like this with an injury get an injury you come back you're trying to figure out how to you, you know kick through it or whatever and it, it happened with nick folk here nick folk was a pro bowl kicker his yeah. rookie year and then he gets hurt and it just wasn't the same and then it gets in your head and then that's right you guys are bumming me out right now <laughs> no and uh, it just happens like that's no, the part that you have to worry about if you're the cowboys is you know it good thing is it's at the end of the season so he has an off season to kind of get himself right but yeah, it happens, and you you see really good kickers. I'm look at how much like right now. If you go and look around the NFL, a lot of really good kickers are kicking for other teams. The reason why is because they went through that moment mm-hmm. uh, where they just weren't for whatever reason. They just got off best, and they couldn't get back best on. Kicker of, of all time, maybe a Hall of Fame kicker, maybe a Hall of Fame. But do you guys feel that this might be something just more mental for him? Yeah, but yeah, that's maybe. that's the point. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know. 11 years ago, remember the Cowboys signed Mike Vanderjack mm-hmm. uh, in 2006. He was the greatest <laughs> kicker of all time. And what a head case he was. And he couldn't, he was mental. He couldn't make any more kicks. It, it definitely is. Because the leg, I don't think the leg goes. It's just like, it just somehow, it, it the leg happens. definitely doesn't go because Adam Vinatieri is still drilling him at right. your age. And that's not an exaggeration. But he's trying to say. I'm trying to say that <laughs> and 40, he's your age. 45 is old to be that an NFL player. That's what I'm trying to it say. Did, it did. He, he went through, I mean, and I after the game, I talked to to Dan for a while, actually, and he, he was in better spirits than, than I thought he would be. Much better spirits than he was after the Giants game when he had those those kicks. But, you know, he, he was like, I'm I'm going to be fine. You know, I'm going to be. Now, he, he was disappointed that he felt like he let the whole team down and all the guys that worked so hard. And, you know, 
but he, um, you know, you're shaking your head. He because no, but he yeah, his job I is to go it, make his it. job is to go make kicks. It just it just made me upset when I saw some tweets and about like oh Dan made us lose the game or blah blah blah. blah. It's just stupid. That's it's dumb. it's you know. The guy hits three home runs, then he has the final strikeout. Did he lose the game? Yeah. Or, or were you, the only reason you had seven runs because of him. I mean, he had all of the points. Right. You know, he didn't make six field goals. Okay. But but points but you expect him to make those kicks. It's unfortunate that they have you know first and goal from the three, and and you have to kick a thirty-eight yard field goal mm. or whatever it was. Yeah. You shouldn't have to kick any field goals. But they might have scored, and he kicks extra point, and might have missed that because it's the same distance. Okay, so the Cowboys, Jason Garrett said that they're going into this game and try to win it. We know that this game doesn't matter, really, but who would be some guys that you guys are wanting to be watching at this game? For the Cowboys? For the, for the Cowboys, yeah, specifically. Who might need to really impress yeah. us. I, st- I still want to see more from Byron Bell just because I they got to do something at swing tackle. I don't think Byron Bell had a horrible game last week. Um, and I want to I see more of him to see is he good enough to be a solid swing tackle for this team because I think you got to have a pretty good one. And they're not just out there. Like, that's the thing. If they're really good, they're probably starting for somebody. So it's hard to find a good swing tackle. And I think as a swing tackle, you probably want a veteran, I would think, because the two guys you got there – are going to be solidified as your starters. So um, I, I want to see a little bit more of Byron Bell so that – or the I think the coaches should see a little bit more of him so that they can get a good handle on whether they think he can be the answer as your swing tackle. I don't think it's Chaz Green. I think after this year, Chaz Green might not be a part of what they're doing. I wouldn't think. Well, Maybe he is. Who knows? Let him finish out his contract, at least through camp. Really? I mean, at least – there's no reason to get rid of him until training camp's over, at least. Like, what's why? I mean, yeah. why? Oh yeah, until training camp's over. I just don't expect him to be on this team when the season gets here next year. Like, I, I think last year, Surprise. if you, what was what was the guy that was six foot whatever the tree skipper? Yeah, do you <laughs> cut do you cut him last year in favor if you're going back into this and you had that guy, somebody like him? Do you cut him for the sake of Chaz at going the, into next year? At the end of the day, he's a veteran who can play guard and tackle, so I wouldn't bet against him just yeah. because of that. I'm not – I don't know, but I'm just saying. I, I don't know if I, I think he can play tackle anymore. I, th- I, I think he's been exposed as a tackle. Maybe he can play guard. I don't think he can play tackle. I think we've seen that. enough. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of your eight. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I think you could he, you know, make him a guard. Whatever you do, just call him a guard. Just go make him a guard. Yeah. That. Yeah. But the problem is, is that he's, you know, Looney is better as far as a backup. Pending free agent. That's Joe true. It's going to be interesting. That's yeah. You could get him, though, for a pretty I, moderate deal if the Cowboys won it. I would assume so. But yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what they want to do? Um, if you're going to throw him out there, which I don't want to do, but if you're going to throw him out there, I, I mean, I hope that can end on a high note. I mean, he's not. He's he's not in, to be clear. He's not in that Sean Lee, Tyron Smith category where you're like, all right, you're you're good. You're an All Pro. Like we know you're great. Like he's still he's got a lot of improving to do, a lot of growing to do. He's far from a finished product as a quarterback. So every every rep matters, especially a regular season rep. I mean, if you're gonna put him out there, I hope I hope he can play well and improve on some of the things he struggled with down the stretch. And I Tyron won't be there, but I mean, if Zeke's out there with him and he's got at least a few of his starting receivers. I mean, we'll see what happens with Dez, but I mean, he should have most of the main players on his offense working with him. So, you know, I, I think about players that might affect the team to make decisions on the in the draft. And let's say they go first and second round and don't get a safety. Well, you know, whatever you go any other round, you get to the third round. Now you get you're getting into players that may or may not start for you. You know, it's not a given that you're going to put them out there. That's where I think Xavier Woods has a chance to, you know, if he if he can end this season on a high note, if you, he's not going to be the reason you don't draft a guy in the first round. If you like this safety, you're going to take him. You have nobody out there. But if you get into the middle rounds and you're thinking, you know what, this guy may not be better than Xavier Woods. So I I, I think I know that sounds kind of weird but i think xavier woods has a chance to kind of do do something here now i don't believe there's anybody really that would that would say first rounder any any positions corner maybe corner 
But I still think if if you're sitting at wherever you're going to pick and you have a corner, I think you take him. Even though the two guys you got, I, I still think you take it. Is that, there a position on this team where you can't, where you're just like, I can't imagine taking a guy there? Probably running back. I don't know about that. I get hey, if Alfred's not going to be here next year, which we don't know. I right? am all on the draft running back train. I think it needs to happen, but first round. Oh no, I'm sorry. First I round. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you. Yeah, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. First round. Gotcha. Yeah, probably running back. Running back. I think quarterback. I'm sure some I, guy out I, there disagrees. I, I with think me. quarterback at at 19. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. that's the, that's where you're going to be, or 17, whatever you're going to be. I don't like the quarterback there. Now, if for whatever the reason this team was. Maybe they had someone else's pick, and they're sitting number two or three overall. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Dak is done, and I hate to say this, but because it doesn't really matter. But I think if if you are sitting with a franchise type quarterback up there, I think you'd have to make that decision. So I still don't think you spend a first rounder on say, um, like, would you spend a first rounder on an offensive lineman? Man, I saw a mock draft. Maybe a guard, but that would you a tackle? tackle? Really, you take a tackle in the first round? If I, let's well, I mean, well, if I would if, prefer a guard. If, if yeah. But if Tyron's a tackle that maybe you can play a guard if for Tyron's retiring, like like Amber's got him true. Retired. Amber's yeah. retiring, so <laughs> he'll got, be back next got, year. But we'll see for how many games. Yeah, we got to be. <laughs> and then he'll retire. We got tours walking by <laughs> that, that out there. We can't just be saying that. Lordy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lordy. That's uh, you know, I I don't know. I mean, you're gonna resign Lyle, I guess, at some point here. Yeah. What he's on a two year deal. He's on no, it was a two year extension. Yeah, he's still got two years. Yeah. But I, oh, yeah, well. probably not, probably not tackle. But any spot on the defense, any spot that you think this guy's worthy of the pick, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Because of the bodies, would you spend a first rounder on a defensive end? I know, I, and I'm not saying that you can't use a great one. I'm saying like when you you, you still think about you spent a, a first round pick on tackle last year. If if it's bring a, it, keep if, bringing him. If yeah. he's clearly if he's clearly the best choice at that spot, then absolutely. I love make what the Giants. Did. But again, don't sorry, Nate. Go ahead. I just I, they did it. They had a couple of guys that were good players, and then they sold JPP, and they're like, just oh, kept we're, going. We're, keep bringing them. Yeah. We're good. I Can't have too many say, good pass rushers, no doubt. I was just going to say, I mean, it doesn't always really matter what the position is. Don't they usually just go with the best guy available? Or at least that's what I, I think they should. I don't know. It is, a, it is a thing that people love to say, which Stephen Jones has even admitted. He's like, it's a great idea that is can be hard to follow when it comes down to nut-cutting time, which, you know, you see that play out all across the league. You're like... Oh yeah, but we really need that guy. I yeah, mean, this is a little better player, but was yeah. was Taco inarguably the best player available at twenty eight? Probably not. But they knew that the back end was loaded with corners and safeties mm-hmm. that they could get later. So, yeah. I mean, Kevin King and, was one of the guys Utah was talking and, about that maybe they should have taken there because he was a better player. But, yeah. but they knew that they couldn't get a guy like Taco of Taco's caliber at defensive end in the second. But round. I, right. I'm telling you, I'm I'm convinced that that draft was all about Dallas knew. The other teams were not going to touch Jordan Lewis, not where they were going to take him. They knew that they could get Jordan Lewis because they had done their homework. They they liked what what they you know what they obviously what they saw from him, and they felt confident about the story he gonna be that he was going to be available. So there, some teams took him off their board, and they didn't. And they know that. Like they they call around for for weeks saying, "Is this guy in the box? Is he off the board?" So they knew they could get Jordan Lewis. Yeah. So. And, and I think that affected the Kevin King not taking him, getting yeah. in there and, and going in the third round. And you know what? I, I don't know what who else is playing well at you know, corner in the third round. But, you know, Taco is playing pretty damn well over the yeah. last month. No yeah. doubt about it. Haters. Yeah. I'm not looking. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, like, I directed I it. I, that was you directed haven't at. heard that drop in a while. Directed into the microphone <laughs> to all those listeners out there. All those haters out there. <laughs> it's good to see some progress. He, he, he is playing pretty well. I mean, that was kind of the point of my question, though, is because of the the way he's played. And obviously, you still got, you would think they're going to do something with I I would. I don't think Demarcus Lawrence is going. There's no way they're going to let him walk no, out but of the door. Benson Hayward plays a lot for you, so you could replace. So him. if you if you had just another guy, if, even if he was a first rounder, you feel pretty good about that because again, you're rotating anyway. As good as you feel about him right now, you don't could forget move about Tyrone Crawford back Andy to tackle. True. Andy, oh, oh god. my god, <laughs> don't do that. that. <laughs> we'll talk about that if and if and when that ever He'll happens. He'll be at training camp. If and uh, when that ever happens, we'll have that conversation then. I'm not having that conversation. Well, he'll be at training camp. Maybe. How do you know? Maybe. I mean, like, we don't know that. 
Well, look, there's he, nothing you can say with certainty when it comes to that situation. Okay, but I mean, yes, I'm, I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying. All right, but I mean, what? Why would he not be? Because he hasn't been reinstated by right. the league. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not met all of the the stipulations <laughs> they need him to meet in order for him to get reinstated. As, I don't know. I as haven't I, had a, as an I update under, on where he is. As I understand it, like this isn't just like a suspension where when it's over you come back. Right. Like, you have to be reinstated by the NFL. So that's up to them. Yeah. So I yeah I I just don't I don't know at this point anything more than the average person out there about Randy Gregory. So I'm going to assume until the league says yeah you're ready to go I know that he's not coming back. I know this. We put Randy Gregory in a headline for a mailbag it gets a lot more a lot more clicks <laughs> I believe than that. people. Yep. They want to know. That. All right, let's start talking about the Eagles. We Oh sorry. Eagles? Oh yeah. E A G L E S. So this team, we don't we don't necessarily know who they're gonna play exactly, what players are gonna be available for that game, but we do know that the Cowboys are trying to win this game, and if so, who would be some of the guys that the Cowboys should be aware of and kind of on the well, lookout? Well, they have six running backs that they play like regularly. Only a couple good ones, though. Huh? I don't know, but I just know every time that somebody's running the ball. Not only that, but they play. I think they play four tight ends. If you count, if you count, is Matt Collins a tight end? No, he's a receiver. Oh, um, he just looks like one. <laughs> they got Tra- Trey Burton, Selleck, and um, Ertz are the yeah. three big ones. They probably have a fourth. And Ertz been hurt some, so that may be what you're thinking about. Ben Hurts, Ertz been hurts. Ertz, Ertz, yeah, Ertz and Ertz. Could have caught. It's not drinking passes. from last night. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, okay. One pass, twenty yards. Would have got me two points. Okay. Ertz, oh, sorry. We back on fantasy now? Yeah. It's over, Nick. It's over. Just oh, let it no. go. Let it go. Okay, any I just guy? I want I just want Fletcher Cox. <laughs> like I'm trying to host <laughs> You guys are killing it. I want Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan to sit out of this game. Um because That'd be nice. They have the first of all, they have the potential to stop Zeke and they have the potential to hurt <laughs> Dak. I don't like either one of those ideas. So just get get them out of there. Don't play. Don't play. Um no, just hand me that. Who's the better of those two? Is it Fletcher Cox the best guy? Yes. Those two? Yeah. Fletcher Cox is He's a m- madman. Choice. He's a stud. Yeah. Uh, um, do you know, Dave, the draft order, where it stands, and what could happen with wins, losses? Is it too hard to tell right It's now? hard to figure out because I didn't know that, like, throw head-to-head and all that type of stuff out the window when you're talking about draft order. It's only record and your strength of schedule. And so it's hard – there's yeah. going to be a log jam of like seven and nine, eight and eight, and nine and seven teams, and it's hard to know. Yeah, it's hard to figure who's got the. What's better the range right now? Do you know the range right now of eight they're, and eight to nine and seven teams? They're picking. They're picking nineteenth right now, and depending on what happens this weekend, I think they could climb as high as sixteen, maybe fifteen, but no higher than that. How far down could they drop if they? They go? can't go any further than twenty. No, they can't go can't any go further, further than, than nineteen. Nineteen, because. Either the Falcons or the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs. So they're 19 is the worst, 16, maybe 15 is the best. Probably 16. Yeah. It's those four. So, like, real, I mean, people are sitting like, oh, they got to lose and get a better draft. Like, is 19 and 16, is it really that big of a deal? Yeah. Somebody's going to come and say it is because. Bobby Carpenter was. 17. Well, not, well, I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah, I believe that uh, yeah. in 2014, Aaron Donald went. 14th and Odell Beckham went 13th. Uh, so wait, wait, wait. No, no, I, let me finish. Aaron Donald. Yeah. He went 14th? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it wasn't like. Right in front of the Cowboys? Here's the, if it wasn't that, it was. I thought he was like 8th. No, he was. Okay. He was, he, he might have been 12th. He might have. Okay. He right. was in that range. But, so the difference between a win and a loss can matter, but it's hard for me to sit there and MF the Cowboys for that because they drafted Zach Martin. Like, they got the best guard in football. Like, so, okay, you didn't get Odell and you didn't get Aaron Donald. Yeah, but that was a deep draft. That was an extremely yeah. deep draft, and especially the first round. Hey, trust me, I would prefer that they lose this game, but I don't yeah. think it's going to be the end of the world if they pick 18th because they win. I mean, what about the momentum and that they can't Yeah, gain? when these oh, guys get back to the facility in mid-March, they're going to have a lot of momentum from this game. We're a winning team. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take our second break. You can call us at 214-872-2102, 214-872-2102, or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. We'll be back. 
Cowboys yeah. fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it. And your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. Okay, yes, we are back on the break. Dave, take it away. Uh, well, you know, and I don't want to do a read. Uh, we talk about this all. Talk about it. We talk about this all the time. Like big, big days call for big underwear. Game days, uh, big moments in your life. You should wear Tommy John. It, I, I literally. So, not to get too much into it, but I have, <laughs> I have a medical appointment today, which you know I'm kind of nervous about it. We'll keep and you in our thoughts and prayers. Thank you. I was going through my underwear drawer this morning, and I was like, "Do I want to save the Tommy John for game, or like, what do I do here?" And I went and I went for the competitors brand, and I was like, "No, no way. If Not I gotta go like get jabbed in the spine with a needle, I want to be wearing Tommy John. Like, I need that extra boost in confidence." They're gonna strip you down. I don't know because it's always important when they're gonna strip you down that you make sure you have on good underwear. We're gonna find out, but. Honestly, if they do, they'll probably be like, wow, we would have guessed you're Tommy John. nothing at all. You're like a Tommy John man. And I'd be like, yes, I'm very comfortable. Not with this situation, but yeah. with my situation. Yeah. So well, wait, as far which as situation? the read goes. <laughs> TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. <laughs> you can get 20% off your next order. Basically, Basically anytime you're, you're stripping down, you better be wearing Tommy John. There you go. It's in, not That's even, the moral of the story. Not even when you're stripping down, because I don't strip down on game days. I stay very sure. well layered. Well, that's Green Bay. That's, <laughs> that one time. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Felt that was I got caught up in the moment there. Uh, anytime you just want to feel like you're the king of the world, I think you I recommend Tommy John. Like and just, I want to feel like that every day. So yeah, let's just go Tommy. John like remember, like when you were a kid, like you had the underwear with the rocket ships on it, and it like just made you feel cool to wear no. it. Really? No. All right. Back in my day, it was called underoos. Whatever. You never heard of those, but no. that's what it was when I was a kid. Well, you Tommy you, you John underoos, okay. right? No. No, I have kind of a really bad story about that. Oh, I was gonna still say. I thought you were gonna say me. you still wear underwear. Still kind of haunts me to this day. So Can you tell us? Do you want to talk about it on the radio? I don't really want to talk about <laughs> it. No, seriously, I'd love to hear the story. Tell me, I, that, please. I, maybe I'll tell you, but I don't have to tell like you know Rob from Vegas about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Or okay, guys, let, he's let, the he's the only caller I can think of because he gets in all the time. No, it's right. still kind of haunts. We me. do have a caller, Denny, <laughs> in Hawaii. Oh, hey, what's up? Aloha. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing great. Aloha. Aloha. Um, you know, I would use this game as like, you know, um, using more combinations of, I mean, I know they did them some this year, but I would like to see it a little more extended with Ryan Switzer and, and um, Beasley on the field together. Or like, you know, put Zeke and Rod Smith in the, in the backfield together, you know, like in, just to get things spread around. And one more thing is, like, you know, with the whole dead situation, sometimes I, I go crazy watching TV. If, if there's a cornerback backing off, why don't this um, 
just dump the ball off to him, you know, like this, give him that little wink and just throw it off because, you know, one thing he's dominating at is running the ball. You know, that that's the way I sometimes scream at the TV. It's like, they're backing up. Just hike the ball and throw it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's it, it, like stuff like that. And um, also for Nick, um, I know one thing about this draft, what I'm liking is the big number one fatty. There's <laughs> a big who? Uh, your number one technique, uh, Vita Vea, uh, Wilkins, you know, those kind of guys. Yeah. That, you know, number one technique, you know. Because he's got an ass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank All you guys right. so much. Thank Bye you for the call. call. Um, it's like early in Hawaii, isn't it? Six, it's six hours behind? It's something. Oh, it's 4 a.m. over Four hour, Wait, it's six hours behind, right? I think so. I thought... Uh, I thought it was always six. I thought it's it's yeah, early, really early. It's <laughs> early over there. That's all I know. Even if they're only four hours behind, which no, that they're way more than four hours behind. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, there are some good defensive tackles in this class. One I, technique? Would you f- spend a first round pick on a one technique? If he was the man, With I this would. defense. I don't think they would. But I mean, they they need a def- they need defense. If tackles. they did that, do you think Malik Collins then is your three technique? Because this year he played a lot of one. He was act, he was not he was better at one than he was at three for the most yeah. part. He's been disappointing this year. Yeah, I think we we thought he. was. You think good. the injury has been he part had, of that? Yeah, I he's do. been on the injury report all season, pretty much. He has most of the season. I don't, and I think that that's yeah. part of it. I think so too. I I would. I mean, your foot. You talk about creating yeah. power and leverage. I mean, that's what you need. And taking double teams sometimes. Yeah. when you're doing that. But like, you know, it's what we've always talked about. Like, he's he's his body type's not really four or one. You know, not everybody's Jay Ratliff. Yeah. And, and I say that with respect to him. Like, we didn't think he was big enough, Jay, you know, to, to do any of those just type of crazy, things. He's just crazy, and that does it. Like, regardless how big or not you are. Who's the best rebounder in NBA history? Rodman? I mean, does he look crazy. like he would be the best rebounder? Oh, no, but he was crazy. He was crazy. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, cra- yeah, crazy helps. I would doubt. I mean, <laughs> crazy. Huh? He's, I think crazy. I don't... <laughs> As he bucks his eyes, I think crazy. I don't know if that's there's a there's a D tackle coming out of Washington that might have been who he was talking about, and then the kid coming out of Clemson. Isn't there somebody out of Stanford that, that y'all were talking about? I don't remember off the top of my. I'm not I'm not all the way there yet. Like Brian's already like 30 guys in, and I'm like, let me get let me get through. I'll catch this, up. Let me get through the season. Speaking of defensive tackles, is uh, Irving up after this year? He's a restricted free agent. Has has anything that's happened recently changed your opinion on what they should tender? What what they should offer him as a tender? My opinion or their opinion? Both. Start with their opinion. I, I they're gonna tender him. You you have yeah, to absolutely they're gonna tender. You have. I'm to saying does it affect him. where they no, what will, they would? So just there's only three options for yeah. for people out there who aren't familiar. And I think we've talked about it before. Right. But just in case, we all said a couple weeks ago, just for for clarity's sake, we all said first round tender. Right. What I'm asking is, does it continue with that? You is can, that the same you now? You can offer him a first round tender, which means any team that wants to sign him would have to give you a first round pick and beat out your offer. Like you have the ability to match. Second round tender is the same thing, but it's a second round pick. Then the third option is original draft spot which is not an option for david irving because he wasn't drafted so essentially if somebody beats out your if you're not willing to match their contract they get him and you get nothing in return right so that's out of the question let's put some uh, money values on that too last year and they will go up a little bit say it was it's four million it's for about, the first it'll be about four this year four for the first round and then second round was like two eight two nine that's what you have to guarantee in the contract that's, that's what his contract will be a one year 2.8 million for a second round tender I I think that's the where they they go second round. I I I kind of lean that way. I, I I think I would still be willing to go first because four million dollars in the grand scheme of things is not a lot of money. Seven sacks that's and he true. hasn't played in the last month. That's true. So he's and he hadn't played in the first month. Yeah, I mean. Oh geez. So wait, basically, he have seven sacks. He's got seven sacks. Seven sacks in eight games. Is Something that what like you're that. saying? Yeah. Now does it? Are you at all concerned with the fact that even before he got injured? There was some games there when it just like he he was not necessarily getting sacks. Like he seems to me to be the kind of guy that's like feast or famine. He can have some games that he's just dis- just so disruptive and you can't do anything with him. And other games where it's like, did he was he on the stat sheet? I, I mean, think, does that concern you at all? I think he's he's so rawly talented and freakishly athletic that he can do stuff like that. I think he's got a long way to go. This is an unfair comparison. But he's he's a lot like Rico Gathers a little bit, I think, just in terms of really? like 
again, it's not a totally just comparison because like David Irving's played more football than he has, but like he's yeah. just this freakish guy who, in terms of like the Rod Marinelli stuff, like the intricacies of football, like I feel like he's barely touched, tapped into that. Like he's just now getting to that in his third year, was, but he's so freakishly talented. Was Irving drafted? No, he was an undrafted free agent. He signed with Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah, because I know, I, and it's kind of a weird rule, but if you are drafted by somebody else. And and then you go to the you know to another team. You are like if you go to an original draft tender, it's it's whatever you were drafted at, not what you got him at. So that that's off the table because you wouldn't get any competition. Honestly, like I I I hope somebody if it's not a deep blue, I hope somebody does a thirty for thirty about him at some point, assuming he keeps playing football. Because like just the fact that he's even here is one of the most fascinating. I mean, he comes out of this like tiny little high school. He wound up at Iowa State got kicked out like there's a whole litany of back off field backstory things there that like like i think he he might have played like 20 snaps in his entire college career and did you know he's a theater guy yeah oh he that was remarkable to me when i found that. that's where i was gonna go next like he talked about it this season like he's he's into acting he kind of wants to do that he was i think he was in like a like a c-list movie or something like that and he's done some theater work. Like he's he's actually done some work in in theater. I never covered Marty B, but I kind of get that vibe from him. <laughs> no, I do though. Like I mean, you really? Know, yes. Marty B's, you know, he's he's a cartoonist, and he he's interested in way more stuff than football. He's not he's not that football player that you can like put into that box where it's like, well, at eight a.m. I go to meetings, and then I go to practice, and then I watch my tape, and then I go home, and I watch more of my tape, and I go to bed, and I do it again, and I dream about it. Yeah, yeah. that ain't David Irving, yeah. no. and I think. There's still a, a nipple ring out there. In that, in <laughs> That's that why Oxnard. he's good with the media because you know sure. all hey, actors love cameras. You out there in Oxnard somewhere, in Oxnard. it's still out there. Yeah. <laughs> like he's on that field. He's an interesting guy. He, he really is. is a he is a free spirit in a in a lot of good ways, and in some regards, in bad. I mean, he didn't report a concussion that he got during a game, and that's part of the reason why he's not playing right now. All that type of stuff. So, and he played well. He did. Yeah. He did. He's not the most reliable guy in the world. Football teams love reliable guys. So and I like I think about all that stuff and I'm like, well, maybe maybe they put a second round tender on him and bet you know, they either they get to keep a good player who is not totally reliable, or if somebody wants to give him a second round pick for him, then we get a great pick and we kind of get this sort of unreliable. You know guy what? I'm not him. I'm not doing the second round tender actually. I'm gonna do the first round because it's only a, a million dollar difference. It's about four or three or you know, two eight, something like that. I'm going to do that because nobody's really going to drop their, even if it's the 30th pick, no one's going to do that for David Irving. But someone will do the that's, 60th pick. Exactly. Because that's what that's what the Cowboys did. They wanted Gregory at 28, but they said, nah, let's, let's don't do that. Yeah. But at 60, yeah, we can do that. I agree. I would put the first-round tender on him because yeah. I think that almost assures that it scares you people. But, but yeah. back up a second. If you were to get – if somebody told you right now that you could, they would trade you David Irving for a second-round pick, where, would you where, not be okay with that? Not not late second. How have these really? second-round picks been paying out You want to get I know. I get that. But a second-round no. pick is valuable. It's For other valuable. teams, sure. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> you but, just have no confidence in the Cowboys But a 6'7 defensive the tackle who can, who can bend the way he does and dominate games at times is also and, pretty valuable. And like I just said, I get that, but I, I don't know if I. You just finished saying he's not reliable. So if he's not reliable, and somebody's well, offering you a second round pick for him, is that not a win? That's what I. Well, I don't. I only have to deal with David Irving like the one time a week that he talks, and then during the games, and he plays well. So it seems worth it to me. Maybe it's not worth it to the people that have to work with him all day every day, and that's and that's why I think they probably will put a second round tender on him because they line up more with what you're saying. Where, but from my perspective, where I'm just a writer that watches him and sees him get sacks, I think he's worth a first round tender. And yeah. he makes the defensive line so much better. I mean, just having him there, it just helps Demarcus Lawrence, everyone else. I, he's his presence is just really good on the field. How? I don't know, how frustrating would that be if 
I mean, you know, last you let Barry Church and Brandon Carr go. You're, we're like, all right, we don't need that. We're not spending money on that. We're going to bring in these young guys. And they've been pretty good, but you've seen some noticeable drop-off. You don't have playmakers on this defense, do you? But they weren't playmakers last year either. Let's don't, be honest about Would that. you agree That's with that? He's still saying you, yeah, don't, no, have yeah, yeah, you don't, don't have playmakers. You don't have playmakers on this defense. So you find this guy and develop him into – and he's just tapping into what he can do. Like I said, he's still learning a lot about football. And he goes out, he gets seven sacks. He helps the Marcus Lawrence set a career high, most sacks on this defense since 2013. And then you're just like, ah, we'll find somebody else. We'll get a second round pick in here. And, uh, that That's counterintuitive. But, but we're also forgetting one part of that step too. You issue the, the tender, a team goes out, and they sign him to an offer sheet. The Cowboys have the ability that's to true. match. That's true. Absolutely. Like yeah. So they, you let somebody else set just, the market, it's right? It's not just out the door. It's right. Like, okay. that's, a, that's a really good point that I didn't mention. So even – and uh, the Broncos did this with C.J. Anderson last year. The Dolphins offered him whatever, $18 million, I think, or something. And the Broncos came back and were like, no, we want you. We're keeping you. And yeah. they offered him I don't know how much more. That was but, last year? Or maybe two years ago. Well, I, I, don't, I don't even remember it ever happening. I'm just thinking after – but they knew that they didn't want Jay Ajayi last year or – Oh, the the Dolphins. The Dolphins. If it might, it might have been Anderson. two years ago. I don't remember off the top of my head, yeah. but I know they did that. They met like they, they beat the Dolphins it. offer. Yeah, it hasn't happened much since I've been here. I I want to say Keith Davis, maybe safety. I think the Saints, Saints tried to you know, and they matched it, but uh, it hadn't been a lot. I just the, that, the Cowboys actually do something kind of di- different when it comes to free agents, a restricted free agents that they really like. They'll they'll. I forgot what they're what they do, but they, it's almost like they just extend him. They just buy out that restricted year and they extend him another year, uh, so they still get the money in, in the pocket and they don't have to go through the restricted. So they may do something I like that. I think that's sign him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they just did with Lyle because since he was right. an undrafted free agent, he would have been a restricted free right, agent right, right. this year. They've and done so that with they guys. Extended him, and now he stays on that contract. But it, and they tried at this point with David Irving, they can't bar. do that, right? Because once the is it once the season's over, they can't do anything until free agency begins. I believe so, but I don't know. They, they could do it. In the they can do a con, but they can do it before free agency begins. I think so. Yeah, you becomes a yeah. restriction. You can trade. negotiate with those Definitely. guys. It never happens because by the time you get to January, you'd rather just go to March and see what you can get. But. Definitely. I mean, that's can do March can. first. Yeah, okay. March second. I was actually sitting at a basketball game, Arkansas and Kentucky basketball game, and they did that with. I wonder who won that game? Arkansas. Really? <laughs> yep. Thank you. Wow. Happy birthday to me, Phil Costa. I remember. I'm mean, sitting played there. played for Arkansas. No, Phil Costa was a restricted free agent, and they did that. And I'm sitting here at the game, and I'm like about to watch Arkansas, Kentucky, and I'm like. Wow, this is finally I'm waiting. It's like a bucket list thing, and I get this call. And they're like, "We got Phil Costa signed to a two-year extension." I'm just like, "This is not messing up my day." I'm like, no, somebody else. <laughs> Where's not Rob? Phil Costa. <laughs> Rob. A lot of guys, but not Phil Costa. I, I just, I, I get, I'm, I joked about this like a week or two ago. I hope I'm not like sitting on a bus in Indianapolis in a couple of months, and they're like. Well, Taco really came on at the end of last year, so like we feel good about that, and like we we got this draft pick, and it's like. Can you build on what you have instead of just trying to take rest- it away? Just restart every year and you know, outsmart, outthink yourselves. What do you mean? Like by almost- that? I'm, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. I mean, like keep when you found a good player, keep him here is what I'm trying to say. Build oh, on it. rather oh, Irving, rather yeah. than letting oh, guys oh. walk because missed, you feel like you I got another guy. If they were of, if they were to let Irving leave, then they would be well. Taco had a great oh, yeah, end yeah, of the yeah. year. Like okay. we feel great about Jeff Heath. He I was awesome in the playoffs. Like yes. I kind of agree with you. Like no, I agree it, with actually you. build on it. Like yeah. actually take those guys you got that are good, keep them and then get more good players, right? I'm all ab- and like I love the I that's my one of my favorite things about the NFL is like the schematics of trying to efficiently and cheaply build your team. But at some point you got to bite the bullet and be like this guy's a good player and we're going to keep him here. Yeah. And I I mean like I said, I don't have to deal with him behind the scenes, but I think David Irving is a good enough player that he's worth that. And and I think that that's a really big part of it. The Cowboys need to kind of figure that out too because there's been a history of guys that that maybe, you know, don't they're not all like Jason Witten, you know? Right. They, they kind of do their own thing. And when that happens, they have to be really, really good to get caught up in this if uh, politics that, that happen around this organization, because it happens. You would obviously prefer that all your players be Witten, Lee, and Dak. Like if every player was like that, right. then you wouldn't have any problems, but they're not. But the thing like a lot of the guys who aren't like that are still really good. And so you right. can make it work. But I mean that's that's it's just the 
if if he wasn't rushing for sixteen hundred yards and jumping in the kettle and doing awesome, awesome, I mean, you know, it would be the Cowboys. They'd be scratching their head on what do they want to do with Zeke, but he's so good that yep. that you do that. But there are guys that that are not that good that do their own thing, and gotta go. They sit well, out. They sit out. We have year. to go too. So that is <laughs> yeah. all the time we have for today. Um, when are we back? Next Wednesday? Next Tuesday. Yes, next Wednesday. Actually, next week we will be starting up our once-a-week show. So so we're not uh, even going to do like a wrap or anything? That'll be our wrap next week. Oh, Wednesday. all right. Cool. So the, the schedule will be on a Monday. Wrap. We'll have Hanging with the Doesn't Boys. Uh, on Tuesday, we'll yeah. have Talking Cowboys. Wednesday is Cowboys Break. And on Thursdays, we will have the draft show. All the shows will be at 11 o'clock. Ugh. Next week, we'll be back on uh, – we'll start our Wednesday. Draft show start next week? Yeah, next Thursday. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't consulted about that, but – you okay. don't want that to happen? Just I think people are ready for it. I know. They, they are. are. They, they are, are so excited. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do the honors with your radio? Sure. We'll you guys in 2018. Have a great oh, yeah. and Happy a New prosperous year. New Year. For Nick Keatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com. Like Dave. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!